Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women who want to live their best life wherever they may be. If you want to hear real stories about people living life their way, and you want to learn about having more peace of mind and confidence, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. This time I am trying something new. I'm recording with video uh, for YouTube as well as creating an audio for the podcast. So if you would like to see me talking to a camera for the duration of this uh, podcast, you can pop over to YouTube or uh, you can just continue to listen as always here um, on the audio. I know me personally, I prefer to have just an audio, um, but I know some people love to uh, find things on YouTube. So I thought I would try this out and see how it goes. This is a little experiment for um, the podcast as we start again after having a bit of a break. So let's get down to that. Let's talk a little bit about what's been happening. So uh, the last episode, I think, was back in March. And at that time, I was, um, you know, living a very happy life in Sweden. But um, as we know, the virus, the COVID virus, was um, becoming ever more um, of a worry. And then it became a pandemic. So in March 2020... I, uh, my family was told that we would need to go back to Japan and we were not very happy about this obviously because we were enjoying living in Sweden and Sweden's become quite famous for <laughs> being a country that has been, um, you know, has not done lockdowns and uh, forced people to stay home. It has not shut schools for especially elementary primary level schools, that sort of thing compared to um, the, some of the other Nordic countries around us, life here has gone on in a kind of new normal, not completely normal. But anyway, we are here as expats for my husband's company. So we are basically here on their dime. And when they tell us we have to leave, well, we have to leave. So yeah, we were told um, that to pack up a, a few things and be ready to go back to Japan for as long as it took for the situation to get under some kind of control. Um, of course, I wasn't very uh, thrilled about this. Not that I don't love Japan and I've lived there for a long time and we had literally just come from there. Um, but as an English speaker, I didn't want to be back in Japan if this was going to be you know, a time when we'd be needing to seek medical treatment. So for me, being in Sweden felt like um, it would be better. Um, and also, um, we didn't want to be separated because the company was saying, oh, well, first we're going to send families back. And then if it gets really, really dodgy, then we will send back the actual employee who is here to work. So I did not want our family to get separated at a time like this. I just knew that that was not a good thing to happen. And this is especially the case because we are not all citizens of the same country. My husband is a Japanese citizen. I'm a New Zealand citizen. I do have a permanent residency status in Japan. But as um, especially people in Japan will know, and as we've seen, 
um, you know, things started to happen, borders started to close and families started to get separated. So I was really glad that um, we put our foot down and said, no, we will not go unless we can all go as a family. And they said, okay, if, you, <laughs> if you're going to be like that, then you can all go together. So um, that's what we did. And, you know, I was thinking this is, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire kind of thing, right? Here we are in our, we have a nice apartment here in Sweden. Um, I had been preparing for what might happen if something like what was going on in Italy in January and February started to happen here in Sweden. And um, so I had been doing things like, you know, quietly, carefully buying a few extra food items, buying medicines that I thought would be useful um, that we might not be able to get hold of if everybody suddenly wanted them. Um, you know, it was still easy to buy things like paracetamol um, or toilet paper. Yeah, I was sort of quietly stocking up my toilet paper before everyone decided that they needed it. And I was really glad I did that because a few weeks later, things got very crazy, but, you know, we were, well, not that crazy. Sweden was pretty well behaved in that respect, but, you know, there was a shortage of toilet paper. There was a shortage of medicines in some places. So, um, yeah, I was glad that we had all of those supplies, you know, for, you know, a couple of months, we could easily have survived with those sorts of things. And to leave our little safety zone that we created in our apartment and fly across the world didn't really seem like a good idea to me, but um, you know, we, like I said, we're not here um, of our own volition. You know, we were sent here, so if we have to go, we have to go. So off we went as a family, thankfully, back to Japan on one of the last sort of flights that was going. Um, it's not that easy to get from Sweden to Japan, and especially not at the moment now that many airlines started cancelling all of their flights and you have to connect um, somewhere to get to Japan so there are no direct flights from Sweden and but luckily it only takes about 12 hours on a, on a good connection to get from here to um, to Japan so we were able to actually fly back um, and I have to say that was one of the the, the best flights I've ever had, <laughs> just, you know, um, comfort wise, yeah, because there was hardly anyone on the plane, they were spreading people out, um, you know, as, you know, if you're an international traveler, you know what a bonus it is to get a whole row of seats for everyone in your family to spread out on, so yeah, that was one, one little nice thing that happened, and so when we got to Japan, I was quite worried um, that, you know, we might get held up in immigration you know because i am not a japanese citizen but at that time we and you know just by luck we arrived before they started really um testing every single person who arrived and you know as we were all healthy we were allowed to go on with our way which was to get a rental car and drive so about three hours north to the city where we used to live um, just a few until a few months before and to the location where we would be staying for our time in Japan, which is not our own home. Yeah, our home was being rent out to somebody else, somebody a family was living there, and we couldn't kick them out, obviously, because they had nowhere else to go either. So we were given um, accommodation in um, what's called a shataku, shataku, yeah, 
um, a company um, house or company housing, yeah. And this company housing was for couples or, you know, young families, I'm sure, small families, um, that was probably very popular back in its heyday in the 19, late 60s, early 70s when it was built. And it was built in an, an era that uh, is, well, it's the Showa era. And if you um, if you've been in Japan and you've seen the architecture from this time, you'll know that they did not spare much expense on beauty. Um, this is like a square concrete bunker type place with no insulation and, you know, single windows, all of that original sort of things, original, um, uh, you know, original, original bathtub and kitchen, still all the original tatami. I think the, the rice mat, uh, flooring in the bedroom in the sleeping areas was pretty original too. the way it was like falling to bits and sticking to us while we were there. So this would be our home for as long as we had to stay. And we really didn't know how long that was going to be when we arrived. And we were hoping it would just be a month or so. And then maybe we could get back. Um, so unfortunately, that's not quite the case. It was a bit longer than that. But um, when we left Sweden, I, I thought back to um, 2011, which is when we had the Fukushima nuclear disaster also in my backyard, which you may have heard me talking about on previous episodes, um, because Iwaki City is, which is my uh, home in Japan, is 50, about 50 kilometers from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant that melted down in 2011. And uh, luckily for us, at that time, um, the radiation blew in the opposite direction, meaning that our city is still inhabitable. However, at the time, nobody knew this, and we evacuated our house. And it was a house that was brand new, so it was a little bit gutted, as we say in New Zealand, to have to leave. But at the time, I thought, well, if I can never come back, because, you know, if this turns into a Chernobyl situation here, and I can never come back, what do I need from my home? You know, what can I not live without? What do we need? So we packed up our most important documents, you know, those family heirloomy type things that, you know, mementos that you really don't want to lose, um, you know, a few changes of appropriate clothing for the season, and off we went. So, and this time as well, I just thought, I just, like, we just don't know when we'll be back. So, it could be weeks, it could be months, maybe we'll never come back. Like, who knows how bad this is going to be? Who knows what the company might say? They might just say, yep, your tour is over. We'll have someone pack up your stuff. You know, you're staying here now. So it could have been like that. So we, we just packed the things that we knew we couldn't live without. We packed, like I said, appropriate clothing for the season we thought we were going to. And, you know, all of those documents and things that are really important for your life, um, you know, in Japan or wherever it is you're living. So those were the kinds of things we took. We had one suitcase each and off we went. Yeah. So yeah, when we, we arrived at our, our little apartment, it was a bit of a shock. And I have to say that thankfully I have lived in a similar kind of style of apartment and age era, if you want to call it. And so I kind of knew what I was coming to after my husband explained to me that it wasn't going to be like a hotel and it wasn't going to be modern or anything. And I thought, okay, yeah, I, I can understand where we're going to. 
And thank goodness this time around, it's, this is all expenses paid because I used to have to pay rent to live <laughs> in this similar kind of apartment back in the, the days when I first arrived in Japan. And if you pop over to my Facebook page and scroll or onto the blog for this uh, episode, you will be able to see a picture of the bathroom. Now, the bathroom was quite epic, I have to say. It was quite impressive. Do pop over and have a look at the picture on the blog. Um, you'll see it's a pretty much original bathtub um, in this sort of wet room where you shower outside the bath, obviously, in Japan. And um, the bathtub had not been replaced because it, there was severe rust happening along the bottom of the bathtub. So every night my kid, when my kids climbed into the bath, I was just hoping they would not like, cut their foot on it or something, um, getting in and out and you know, catching, you know, getting locked jaw or something, or something in the middle of a pandemic. The water heater that you can see in the picture is actually um, new. <laughs> Surprisingly, they still make these things because there's still a demand for this kind of water heater um, that you can sort of, it's portable water. You can move it to, you know, and, and install a new one every now and then. But it was pretty finicky and getting hot water to come out and not burn you and, you know, to change the temperature and things was a real nightmare um, every night. But I have to say, by the end of our time in this apartment, that this tiny bathtub, which you can see in the picture, I've got a caption on there, one adult or two small children can squeeze in. So you can sit in there up to your neck in hot water and, you know, you do have your knees up around your neck, but it's really quite relaxing. Yeah, <laughs> it, can, it can be quite relaxing. Of course, you can't stretch out like in a Western style bathtub or in a modern style Japanese bathtub, but, um, you know, just being up to your neck in hot water and really, really hot water was really lovely and so even though we were in this sort of rather dumpy apartment every night uh, getting a chance to climb into this bath and warm up my body and just relax for you know 10 20 minutes was really nice and it also helped because the apartment was freezing cold so you need to warm yourself up before you get into bed or get into your futon yeah um yeah so that was something that i noticed I'd have to do and that is talking um, what I'm talking about is changing your perspective about what's happening to you or you know where you are etc so um, I knew that you know we could go through this and complain bitterly about everything we could um, be really angry and um, indignant that this had happened to us yeah that we were being treated like you know, this and nobody had asked our opinion about what we wanted to happen to our lives. Um, you know, there was a lot of, <laughs> a lot to work with there. <laughs> but I, I noticed that, you know, like we have to get through this somehow. So how are we going to do it? And it's probably like to come out the other side of this in decent shape, we need to work on perspective. So, you know, just it's the same facts yeah it's the same apartment it's the same facts but how you look at it changes your react you know how you feel about it which changes your actions and your mood and everything so changing my um my thoughts and my words affected my mood and affected how successfully we got through um you know a kind of our quarantine also being in semi-lockdown um, Japan never went into a full lockdown, but it was very much uh, almost like being on lockdown the way that 
um, everybody sort of shut themselves at home. Um, you know, like I said, there was plenty to be annoyed about. You know, we'd left our really nice, spacious, comfortable apartment, our beds, um, which we had just got off the ship from Japan. And we'd been sleeping on the floor on like camping mats for like nearly two months. And we had our beds and now we were sleeping on the floor again. <laughs> um, my kids, you know, were um, removed from the international school because we weren't there to attend. And so they were schoolless. Yeah, the J Japanese schools were closed down. Um, we had no car, yeah, where we were living in Japan now. Um, was very rural. There's no bus service, there's no trains nearby. Um, it's, you know, you need to get a taxi or have some kind of car. But we didn't have one at all. And we were sharing one with other repatriated families. So we had one shared car between all of us. So loads of things to get annoyed about, loads of things to whine about and complain, that's for sure. And one thing that sort of I noticed was that was the lack of what, you know, seeming to be in control of your life was one of the main things that was really pushing my buttons and the uncertainty. How long are we going to be here for? When can we go back to our, our home? When can we go back to our life? Um, and I know a lot of people felt like this during um, the, especially the peak of COVID, which, you know, happened in different places at different times. But, you know, when, how much longer do we have to do this for? When can we get back to our normal life? And why, do I, why is this happening to us? And just the difference between where we, the, the kind of life we'd been living and the life we found ourselves living back in Japan was just so stark. Um, there were some, you know, dark hours too. So, um, yeah. So these are some of the things that, helped me to get through this time and I wanted to share these with you because um, somebody said to me wow you're just really you're really doing this really well and I, I was like am I I mean you know I was I know I was trying but <laughs> you're getting through this situation really well it's really impressive and I thought is it oh okay and um, what am I doing here you know like maybe there is something here I can share with people that they will also find useful because it's not over. COVID's not over, is it, right? This is still, this is gonna be around for a while. We have to live with this somehow, in some way, um, even though that might be difficult to accept that this is not just gonna one day be okay. You know, it's gonna take time. So how can we, yeah, get, get through this in style? Because we've got to get through it somehow, right? It's up to you, it's your choice how you get through it. So here's some of the um, things that helped me to get through that particularly tricky time being stuck in a teeny weeny ancient Japanese apartment with a family of four, two children who with no school to go to, no internet connection. Yes, it was, a, it just really didn't feel like we were in 2020 anymore. It was very much a back to the future kind of um, thing. And um, yeah, living in a place where, which we were sort of in the rural middle of nowhere, you know, nowhere to go, nothing to do. So here is some of the things that helped me to get through this. So the first thing is cont control. Control is an illusion. So uh, you may have heard this and you may even know this, but um, we often forget. And I am constantly learning this lesson again and again and I had so many chances to learn this lesson during that time um, you know you cannot control things you can influence 
Yeah, you can influence things that are happening in your life, but you cannot control them. And when you try to, all you end up doing is wearing yourself out emotionally, physically, and, you know, creating more stress, moving away from peaceful mindset, that's for sure. So I decided to let it go. <laughs> and the famous words of a certain Disney movie, let it go, do what I could, um, you know, influence things where I could, and the rest was up to the universe, to God, whatever uh, name you like to use for whatever it is that keeps this thing going. So, and somehow I, it, it all came out in the end. So here we are. But because, and this is the second thing that I wanted to mention is everything is always working out for you. And you will have heard me talking about this in other episodes. Um, there may even be a whole episode devoted to everything is always working out for you. But this mantra, always helps me to get through whatever it is that's happening um, even if it's something small to something really big like a pandemic and being repatriated <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic um, because everything is always working out for you and you don't know how that's going to be and you cannot control it and how really what do we know about what's best for us really so um, yeah, and trusting that will get you there a lot quicker than resisting it and fighting it and, you know, going, trying to go off in your own direction. So the first one was control is an illusion. And it, because, but everything is always working out for you somehow, eventually. Um, another thing that I learned was that you do not need even half of the stuff you have. So, um, yeah, finding ourselves with one suitcase each in a teeny weeny apartment, which had the bare minimum, you know, we had, we had, it had like a refrigerator and a, a place to cook food and it had, do we have a toaster? No, there was no toaster of anything. Um, there was no Wi-Fi. There was, you know, there was a bathtub, there was a washing machine. Um, you know, we had the basic minimum things that you need. Um, to have a reasonable sort of comfortable life, plus a few, you know, changes of clothes, a pair of shoes, a jacket, and we were actually fine. And yeah, we, we don't need all that other crap. <laughs> but I have to say, I'm very grateful to all of the friends who um, gave my children things like toys to use. Thank you so much for sending them from all over Japan. Um, people gave us extra clothes to use or to have, and that was just really, really lovely. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that was number three. You don't need half of the crap you have. <laughs> and that's good to remember when you think, you know, you'd like to buy something and yeah, you probably don't need it. Yeah. Um, and in the end, none of this actually matters. Yeah. So as long as you are with your family, and you have your house, none of this other stuff actually matters. And this was brought back to me so very sharply through this whole thing. You know, people who are losing their family members, being separated from their family members, um, people who were becoming ill, um, you know, people lost family members due to this virus or complications from it. So, yeah. None of it really matters. It didn't matter that we'd lost our nice lifestyle. It didn't matter that, you know, my online business was, you know, like hanging on like with one scraggly little nail. 
wasn't hanging in there. Um, none of that mattered. It didn't matter that the kids couldn't go to school. You know, they were fine. They're actually quite happy during a lot of it. You know, they were just like, okay, this is what we're doing. I get to be with my mum and daddy. And they're at an age where <laughs> that, you know, they can catch up, you know, in the future, they it won't matter that they've missed half a year of school, which it was pretty much from the time we left Sweden to the time they've just gone back to school now, five months of no school. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know how I got through that part, actually, because as a introvert, being surrounded by people all day was a real struggle. And having nowhere to actually escape to in that little apartment in Japan was probably the thing I struggled with most, yeah. Um, there was a balcony, which was, um, you know, just locked or waiting to happen if you touch something that was rusting. Or there was a river nearby where I used to go walking and jogging and things. And that was the only place I could escape to. Um, or I could sit in the share car if no one was using it. Um, yeah, so that, you know, but none of it matters. And here we are. And then one day, yeah, one day, um, we got the news that we were allowed to go back. And I'll talk more about that in um, part two of this episode. Um, but today, I just wanted to leave you with those, um, those four things that, you know, that came out for me. This is probably the, one of the four main things that I learned again, had another chance to learn these lessons. And so if these help you with wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in this COVID journey that we're all on, then I'm really happy to hear that. So the first one was control is an illusion. Um, we just wear ourselves out emotionally and physically um, trying to control things that we cannot control. Yeah, I'm talking here like weather patterns. I'm talking like, um, yeah, numbers of the people who are getting sick we cannot control that with our minds. Yeah, I used to try and um, you know keep planes in the air. I used to try and change the weather with my mind. Um, you know, keep traffic moving moving smoothly. You know, this kind of stuff. We cannot control that stuff, and but we sometimes we don't even notice that we're trying to do that. So influence what you can. The rest is up. Will work out for you because everything is always working out for you in some way eventually maybe not today <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things everything is always working out for you and the, th the third one was you do not need half of the crap you have and yeah just realizing that you know okay um i don't have my nice apartment i don't have my soft bed i don't have my really nice car i don't have you know all these things that i would normally live with but i'm okay and it's fine actually and yeah, we're, we're doing this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're okay. And that's because we're together. Um, yeah, so keep your family safe and close to you is like one of the most important things I learned during this. And yeah, just making that choice not to get separated was really important. And I really hope that um, all of my friends out there who I know are separated from their families right now will be reunited again soon. Because I know it's, there are so many families affected by this and by um, borders being closed and restrictions in place about our movements around the world at the moment. So yeah, keep your family close keep, and do what you can to keep yourself safe at this time. And, you know, I hope that um, the story didn't sound too much like me whinging and com complaining, but 
um, it's just one story in the, you know, in the, what do you want to call it? What happened during um, COVID? This is what happened to our family. This is how we got through it. And look at us on the other side. We, I feel like we're on the other side, even though it's not over yet. Um, hopefully <laughs> that was, you know, the most traumatic thing that is going to happen during this um, pandemic until it all gets sorted out. Yeah. Right. So that is all I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this welcome back episode. Not terribly cheerful, but um, it was an episode that needs to happen. Yeah. So that we can move on and get on with some of the other things I'd like to talk about on this podcast as we go forward from now on. So just a few things that are going to be different uh, this time around. Um, I think before um, COVID, I was releasing an episode once a week and that was pretty full on. And I have to say that I don't need to be releasing so many episodes. <laughs> I just, I think twice a month is probably going to be enough. So you won't see them coming out so often, but they will be coming out twice a month. I'm going to commit to you all, uh, commit that to you all. Um, also, you'll be seeing that there is a blog post around um, these episodes. So if you prefer to read or you'd like to read through some of the things that you heard about on the episode, you can go pop over to the blog on my website, which is janenakata.com and yeah, read it, read through it there. You can see some of the pictures that I talked about in this episode. And if I figure out how to put like a picture in my <laughs> YouTube video ever, you may be lucky and get to see that. Um, that's another work in progress. Yeah. And also before we go, uh, you might be wondering about, you know, the set for this, um, <laughs> where we're recording today and you know a bit about the sound quality might not be great but um this is my new kitchen you know i'm recording from my kitchen because it has the most amazing lighting going on in here there's different sort of led lights and spotlights so it's the best lighting in, in my house and i quite like my kitchen it's quite great and it's one of the quieter rooms in this house because i actually have moved since um, I recorded last to a new apartment. That was another fun thing that happened while we were in Japan. We were told that we needed to move to a new apartment. Um, anyway, this new apartment is very convenient, so convenient. I live on one of the busiest tram lines in the whole city and a tram roars past every three minutes perhaps. Um, so this is one of the quieter rooms in the kitchen. So it might be a bit echoey, but I feel like it's the best option for recording anyway. So um, yeah, that's why <laughs> you may hear a bit of an echo in the audio um, from now on. We'll see what we can do about that. Also, uh, coming up, coming up, uh, working with me, uh, opportunities for working with me. Now, I shouldn't leave this till last, but I have accidentally. Um, coming up in September is a back to school coaching program. I'm uh, opening up for one-to-one -one clients. Okay. So this is your chance to work with me one-to-one -one. and it's, I'm calling it back to school because here in the Northern hemisphere, it's very much back to school. We're starting a new school year and I feel like we kind of want to have, maybe want to have a, a do over with 2020, want to start again, start afresh because perhaps we are in a different place than we were um, six months ago or back in February or January or whenever it was that you started your, um, your year and you thought, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. 
And then, yeah, COVID came along and, well, you know what happens <laughs> next. Things are different now, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't do what you want to do, but maybe you've realized some things, maybe you are thinking about some things and you'd like some help, guidance, uh, some coaching, some way to solidify what you're thinking about, then this is the program for you. It's uh, four months with a monthly call each month, one-to-one -one with me to talk about uh, what it is you're working on or working through or um, to help sort of guide you to find out uh, your way in this post. Well, it's not post, in, in this world where we live with uh, the coronavirus, yeah? So if that interests you, I will have more information for you about that. So you can find that in the blog post. Uh, you can find out about it on my Instagram, which is at Transformations with Jane. I've changed that handle recently. Um, but I'm sure if you type in Jane Nakata, it will pop up as well. You can find me on Facebook. You'll find out more information about my one-to-one -one coaching offer there. So I'm going to you know, put a limit on how many people, obviously, that I take on. So don't wait around. So make sure you get your spot. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I want to create scarcity or anything. I literally have to be very careful with my, um, my energy that I spend with other people. Because as I've mentioned before, many times I'm an introvert and, you know, I need to take time to re-energize so that I can be, you know, present with my children after school. And so, yeah, I will only be taking on a few clients in this one-to-one -one back to school <laughs> coaching uh, program. But if that sounds like you, then definitely either um, contact me through jane at janenakata.com mail address or over, give me a message on Instagram or something. Okay, so I look forward to hearing from you and you will see another episode in a week or two. And yeah, take care. And I hope this episode finds you well and yeah, keep on listening. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.